Hello and welcome to Fire and Water, a Zutara podcast, episode two. My name is Katie and I'm here with my lovely best friend and co-host Frankie. Hey guys, good to be back with you. So as you probably could tell from the title of this episode, today we're going to be talking about the dynamic of Zutara and why they are emotionally well suited for each other and heal each other. So this is obviously a, you know, if you're familiar with the fandom, a big talking point amongst Zutara shippers and why the pair is appealing to them. So, uh, Frankie, why don't you get us started and talk about kind of these elements of the relationship that made Zutara appealing to you and why you think they can really heal each other and help each other through their traumas? Well, I think even in the first real scene we get with Zutara, which of course is the cave scene, um, Katara starts off very against Zuko for good reason. He's been chasing them for two seasons now and he's only ever been cruel towards them in her mind. So she has very good reason to oppose him and to be mad at him and she speaks to him in a very disrespectful fashion. You know, you haven't gone through anything. I've gone through a lot. I've lost my mother. And then as soon as he shows her that I flat out calls him a horrible person. I might add. Yeah, she 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 attacks him, and she has good reason to not like him. But as soon as as soon as he shows her they have some common ground, it's like that anger. It doesn't disappear, but you can see her her mind shift towards. Wait a second, he's kind of like me, and and the fact that her brain so quickly can change from attack mode towards him towards some understanding is so um what's the word I'm looking for telling it's so telling towards what their relationship will become because she doesn't have to listen to him in that moment he's been following her around for two seasons trying to attack her and her friends but she sees that he is kind of broken in that moment and she talks to him and she offers him the abil- her ability to heal, which is a different type of ability than the, uh, the emotional ability, but still. Absolutely. The second that the two are placed in this position where, you know, they've both been thrown in this prison, they kind of have a common enemy in a sense. They've both been thrown in here. And um, mm-hmm. which I think we touched on this last episode. Um, I like to joke that the Dai Li are total Zutara shippers because they did not yeah. need to throw them in the same cave prison. But the second that they find that common ground and are able to communicate in a time and place where they're not necessarily antagonizing one another, and it's really, honestly, Zuko who starts that part of the conversation, truly. Oh, yeah. Katara starts off, like you said, very reasonably attacking him and being upset with him and calling him out. And Zuko's the one who, I mean, he very overtly says, that's something we have in common. He doesn't attack, he doesn't attack her back. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He very overtly says, that's something we have in common. I lost my mother too. And they're finally able to have a semblance of a normal civil conversation and start bonding immediately over their shared traumas. And to me, that's such a, you know, I think it's a sprinkle of what the writers were trying to develop in the future Mm -hmm. in a, you know, foreshadowing to the dynamic that these two characters could potentially have. Um, From the beginning. Season one Zuko, season one Zuko would have 
if she had said, you don't know what I'm feeling, you know nothing, to season one Zuko, he would have snapped back and been, shut up, or stop talking. Season two Zuko... Oh my god, he would have done one of his angry, you know, hot-headed yells and, like, firebended at her or something. Yes, like it would have been a disaster. How dare you say <laughs> that? Yeah, it would have been a complete disaster, but Zuko has matured a lot at this point. And at the end of season two, he's just... He's gone through so much growth already, so he doesn't attack back. He's like, no, I know what you're feeling. I'm not going to attack you. He could have very well gotten angry at that comment and just snapped, and he didn't, and he stayed calm, and that's also very telling. Oh, yeah, and because he sta- Because he stayed calm, Katara was able to reassess and be like, wait a second, why did he not just like snap back at me? Absolutely, and she sees maybe there's more to him than I initially thought, because, I mean, from Katara's perspective, her comments are understandable, but they're actually a huge slap in the face to Zuko. He could have had every right, it would have been understandable for him to get angry at that comment, saying, you're trying to tell me that I haven't been affected by this war? You don't know the first thing about me. You may think you do, but you don't. My own family banished me. My own father burned my face. All I'm doing is trying to restore a semblance of the old life that I had. You know, I, in a sense, the whole time. Which, honestly, if he had said that, actually. (laughs) In a sense, the whole time, they're, in a way, sharing a common enemy. Zuko just doesn't Mm -hmm. realize it until he's confronted with it head on in the first half of season three, which is why... You know, that betrayal of Iroh in that last stretch of his redemption arc was so necessary. In order for him to fully transform, to fully change, he had to be confronted with everything that he had ever dreamed of and realize why he was wrong. And that's growth that Katara also hasn't been able to have. She hasn't processed her trauma. That's something that I think not a lot of people talk about in Katara's character. A lot of her more immature moments a lot of the parts where you know her comments like to Sokka for example you know that you didn't love mom like I did which all viewers I think hear that and we don't like Katara in that moment we're like how could you say that to your brother oh my gosh yeah it's not one of her better moments but I think those character flaws of Katara's are very indicative of the fact that she has not processed her trauma whereas Zuko has been able to start that with Iroh who's been there for him. He has had some semblance of a father figure. Katara hasn't. Sokka has not reacted emotionally to their mother's loss in the same way that he has. He's rather, you know, gone right into action. He's had very much a fight response of, you know, Mm -hmm. becoming a protector, filling his father's shoes, almost as a coping mechanism so he doesn't allow himself to feel that emptiness of that loss, whereas Katara does. And she's been without her mother and without her father, as well as feels a particular personal responsibility about what happened because her mother was protecting her. And I think the two's different reactions are not only partially due to their very different personalities, but also Katara feeling that personal responsibility about what happened. Sokka wasn't as much of a direct reason as to why their mother died. Katara, her mother was directly protecting her. And she feels that. That weighs on Katara. And because Sokka has really not served as much of a father figure to Katara, 
Katara hasn't had an Iroh. She hasn't had someone to help her process that trauma. And Zuko is the one to step up to that plate who understands what it's like losing a mother to this war, understands what it's like losing a parent, the one parent who you connected more to, by the way, which I think a lot of people have, you know, obviously with Zuko, it's a much more extreme situation where one parent is abusive, whereas Katara just, Mm -hmm. I think, doesn't connect with her father as much as Sokka does and as much as she did with her mother. But there's very much a shared mutual understanding there that isn't present in anyone else with the gang. You know, Toph has a very different relationship with her parents where they're there, but she doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. want them to be. Um, Neglectful in a Right, way, exactly. Aang doesn't have any parents. Suki presumably doesn't have any parents. So Zuko really steps up and becomes kind of I mean, I don't want to say the Iroh figure, but from what he's learned from his uncle, he steps up and helps Katara process that trauma. He's the only one who understands. Yes. She needs that closure. He's not an Iroh figure because he doesn't handle... It's obviously a very different dynamic. He's, He's a companion in a way, in that sense. He's a comrade. He's not a father figure. Age-wise, they're equals. It's not so much of a mentor, mentee. Yeah. Yeah. But he is taking what he learned from Iroh. Right. It's an I understand you because I've been through it, and I'm not mentoring you on how to get over it. We're going to get over it together because I still have my own shit that I have to go through because of this. I'm not fully healed, you know? And in turn, and I think this is something that not enough people discuss... Um, a lot of people talk about how, because of the Southern Raiders, I think specifically, and also Zuko stepping up mm-hmm. in the cave scene mm-hmm. and making that connection, yes, Zuko can help Katara, but Katara can also help Zuko. Zuko's main struggle yeah. outside of communicating with his uncle, who's the one person who he really feels comfortable sharing his emotions with, and even then, that takes a very long time after Iroh being a support for him for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes like yeah. three years. The entire three years yeah, they were at three years. Even more than that. It's really close to the end. And um, it's arguably that yeah. moment in the tent when Iroh forgives him that they fully get there. And that's closer to four years since he was banished. The, the, the start of it, the start of it was... Um, the end of season one when they're on the ship together and Iroh says, you're like a son to me. That was the right. start of Zuko really being like, I will always have Uncle Iroh. No, that's exactly it, though. And Katara hasn't had that. And yeah, Katara is also able to help Zuko in a lot of ways. She's there to help him kind of not only ease. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say she eases his transition into the gang because she really doesn't. No, she does not, <laughs> not help at, at all. all in that she, because she has more personal beef with Zuko, she takes longer to trust mm-hmm. him, and it's kind of the opposite. No, she, which I think is important, though. I think that's a bridge uh, they need to cross together to get a relationship yes, as close okay. as they do. But she's also. I have thoughts. Uh, go on, Frankie. <laughs> no, finish yours. Finish yours, and then I will say what just. Okay. <laughs> You finish your This first. is why two best friends who just rant and ramble together shouldn't do a podcast. We just talk over each other. This go- isn't a good idea. <laughs> this isn't a good... We've already... 
we already like ranted on stuff that will be like cut out times. by the way okay um this is Speaking the raw of, recording is a lot longer than what you guys hear but ah, okay <laughs> go back to what you were saying once they cross that bridge together and come to that place Zuko is able to have a closer relationship with Katara than anyone else in the gang, not only on an intellectual maturity mm-hmm. level, but on, on that mutual understanding level that we talked about. And Katara is able to help Zuko really open up and discuss his emotions. We can't say Katara has a closer relationship with Zuko than she does with everyone else, because she has very close relationships with Aang and Sokka. She has a more balanced relationship with Zuko, but she's not necessarily close. And I think Zuko... Zuko has a close... Really? Zuko has a closer relationship with Katara. That's the... That's what yes, you can say. Precisely. I mean, yeah. yes, but he you develops... Can't say, you can't say the Katara. Yeah, he develops quite the friendship with Sokka and also bond with Aang. Obviously, he and Aang are paralleled and foiled throughout the entire series. But there's an intimacy... Mm-hmm in depth to him and Katara's relationship that isn't present with any of the other members of the gang. And I think with the time uh, that we could have had with season four, which see the first episode, um, we personally both think it was supposed to (laughs) be, it was originally going to be there. We can't get into that again. But um, if that was supposed to be a thing, had Zuko and Katara had that time that Katara had with all the other members of the gang, I think they would have definitely the strongest relationship out of any of the members of the gang and that would be true for katara as well a hundred percent yeah she just needs more time to heal Mm -hmm. and stuff which is why as is zutara wouldn't have worked being cut off to three seasons but once again consult the first episode yeah (laughs) so my point was uh oh i had an idea it was the whole again to we talked in the beginning about the cave scene and how Katara could have been, I mean, Zuko could have been angry at her. If you go to, and then we're talking now about how Katara, she did not welcome Zuko into the group because she trusted him. And Zuko, again, he doesn't lash out at her. He goes to talk to her and he's like, what can I do? I've done everything. I don't know what you want from me. And she's mad at him and... She tells him plainly, bring my mother back, which is irrational, obviously. It's irrational. It's an irrational moment from Katara's standpoint. But Zuko, again, doesn't get mad at her. He goes to Sokka and is like, how can I help find her closure? He also immediately understands the complexity of Katara's emotions, which is something that even her own brother, by the way, that Sokka has struggled with his entire life, despite being siblings and being together their entire lives, Zuko immediately understands that she's projecting the trauma of her mother and that loss onto him. He is now the embodiment of it to her. And he goes to her brother and says, and flat out says, I care what your sister thinks about me. What can I do to earn her trust and respect? Because that is a relationship Mm -hmm. that I value. That is, you know... I want to make amends. And that is so mature and so important in the change that we see in the later episodes of season three. And that's exactly why Katara starts to trust him. He has to make that effort to earn that trust, especially on Katara's part, who besides Aang arguably has the most personal, like I said, beef with Zuko. You know, they directly fought each other. He used her mother's necklace against her. (laughs) You know, the whole thing is... 
I would say physical wise, Aang and Zuko have the biggest beef because they fought each other the most, but emotionally wise, Zuko never gave Aang hope that he would join them. Like, even when Aang is talking about how, oh, we could have been friends in another life in the water spirit, the blue spirit episode, Zuko shoots fire at Aang immediately. Like, he never ga- gives Aang hope that we, we could be friends. He gives Katara hope in the cave that we could have a friendship and I'm not as bad as I seem. And then he rips that away from her. So emotionally wise, she does have the biggest beef. Exactly. And of course, she takes the longest to come around. She has a much more in-depth betrayal. She was going to use that spirit water on him. She That's 100% a huge betrayal. Was. If they had a few more minutes together, Zuko probably would not have betrayed Iroh and things would have gone very differently at the end of season two. And they didn't for a reason. They wanted Zuko to have more growth, which is why they didn't let Zuko and Katara stay in that damn cave for a second right. longer. Because if she had healed his face, he would have felt so indebted. They had had a full therapy like, session. Oh my god! Ugh, <laughs> I know. There, it's like if you went to a therapy session and your 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 therapist's evil sister came into the room and started shooting lightning. And you're on the you. brink. You're Halfway on the brink of the emotional session. breakthrough, and it's just completely interrupted. It's- and yeah, and you know. And you have to come back later. A hundred percent. She was going to use that spirit water to heal him. Which, the very thing that represents not only Zuko's insecurities, but also his past traumas. She is actively, metaphorically, healing his past traumas. Healing! (laughs) You know, like, the symbolism could not be more overt there. And then, and then, even though, okay, okay, but that's, it's a really good thing to say that even, she doesn't, she doesn't heal his face, so he then goes and heals some of his trauma on his own, even with the scar in season three. So then when he meets up with her again, he can try and return the favor she was going to give him and be like, I'm going to help you get closer. Exactly. It's very full circle in that way. And in a way, it isn't full circle because she never was able to to fully heal him, but... But he's big enough to recognize that she offered that to him. Yeah. That she in that moment was willing to look past, you know, literally the last two entire seasons, their whole history together, and do Mm -hmm. that and use this rare resource on him to to heal him, you know, both physically and emotionally. It's because... Even though it wasn't able to happen, he recognizes that for the kind act that it was that she even considered that at all and steps up and says i'm going to give her that and it's because she the reason she considers it is because i mean people can say oh katara is so kind and pure and she does things because she wants to see the best in people and she does you know but that's not all that was that was she was mad at him like we said like she was furious she was not gonna help him and then he says you know we have that in common and she they start talking and she sees oh my god she sees that the spur the first like thread of the abuse even if she doesn't put two and two together right away she sees like oh my god that something isn't right about this he's very despondent he's very sad almost and he's he's broken at this point she sees sees a broken soul what has what has he been Mm -hmm. through and so that's why she stops judging him for a second and starts to think, okay, 
maybe he is just someone else that needs help. And then Zuko has to go and take a wrecking ball. Yeah, that, and being the whatever, nurturer that Zuko. she is, she offers that help. And that's why she takes longer to come around because that she's the only one for everyone else. Zuko has been a villain really the entire time. Like you said, they haven't had that hope that he would come around. And it's just a redemption right. arc. For Katara, it's an act of betrayal. She's thinking, oh my gosh, I almost used the spirit water on him that I ended up right. having to use on Aang to save his life because he betrayed me. How dare he? How dare he give me that hope? Right. How dare he use my emotions and then help against Zul me like Azula that? Kill yeah. Aang. Right. And then help his sister kill my best friend. Yeah. And but once Zuko has come around and actively, you know, regained Katara's trust in the most meaningful way possible, giving to her what she mm -hmm. offered, but due to him wasn't able to give to him. Um. And like I said, he's big enough to recognize that they're able to have that remarkable bond and really support each other over and their shared traumas. She she heals him with Iroh as well, because when he's scared to go talk to Iroh, he is ashamed. And she is the one that puts her hand on his shoulder and is like, he'll see what you've become. You need to go talk to your uncle and get this done with. And then she's the one, she knows Azula is one of... There is an unspoken line there, I think, where Katara's really saying, he can forgive you, I did. Yeah. No, and also, she knows Azula was one of his abusers. Not in the way, I, not in the way um, Ozai was, but Azula was what became an abuser by default. And she knows that, so she when she offers to go help, actually Zuko asks her to come with him, doesn't he? Yes, he end, does. To come face Azula, which I have some thoughts she on sees and that, would like to talk about. <laughs> yes. Well, the thought there is that Zuko trusts her enough and knows, and she's helped him enough that he's like, "I want it to be Katara." And then Katara is like, "This is one of the people that has put Zuko down, and I'm gonna be there for him as a as someone to help." if he needs it, because I want to see him do this. Absolutely. And we're definitely going to do an entire episode on The Last Agni Kai sometime soon. It might be the yeah. next episode. Yeah. Um, we this That Probably. was an, initially actually going to be the topic for today's episode, but then we decided we wanted to talk about this first, because mm -hmm. I think... It's a good segue, I think. Yeah. The healing into the last Agni <laughs> Yeah, Kai. absolutely. And I think that the, um, just the general topic of how they're emotionally supportive of one another is like a very central, critical topic in discussion of mm -hmm. Zutara. So I'm glad we did the second, 100%. Yeah. Which is why, this is, that's why I haven't brought up the, the biggest, like, physical healing moment in Zutara history, which everyone, you know, the lightning. The light, I haven't brought that up because it's probably going to come up next right. time. But if we're talking physical healing, like, obviously, she healed a, the lightning scar on his chest after he ran directly into a bolt of lightning for her. But we'll yes. get to that. It's <laughs> <laughs> we just have s all these topics, you know, obviously, this is such a beautifully and complexly written show with, with the plot and the character arcs all intertwining in this beautiful mm -hmm. narrative web. So it's hard to keep 
topics self-contained when talking in these smaller podcast episodes because things lead into other things and it's like oh that's next episode that's for this topic it's really hard guys but uh healing it doesn't they're healing the way they help each other the way even before katara forgives zuko in the southern raiders they're in the beginning of that episode, they are helping they each other. And they save each other. He keeps her from being crushed. He keeps her from being crushed in Rebel, and then she keeps him from falling yep. to his death. And it's just like, you two don't realize what you're doing right now, but you're literally, you're you you have a you're helping each other. You can say it's just because, oh, they don't want to see each other die, and it is to an extent, but it's also like, you're a member of my team now, and I'm gonna protect you. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's also the physical aspect that Zuko was literally the only one that could have saved. Katara but that's not from true that. for the falling. <laughs> but they they directly right. choose it's to parallel true. that and show them saving each other. Right. Before we have right. this that's entire episode like, of them bonding. It's entirely right. That's why intentional. I can use that as a counterpoint. That's what, right. That's why I can use it as a counterpoint and be like, it's intentional. But still, Zuko is the only one. If you guys don't understand why, it's because Zuko is, like, physically the only one who would have been able to use his body to propel Katara out of the Absolutely. way of that. Absolutely. He's the tallest. Sokka's yeah. not going to be able to. He's the tallest. He's the strongest. He's the most physical. He's the only one that would have had the, enough momentum and strength without, like, air bending to do that with right. Katara. So that's why he was also the like, one the closest at the time who still. could jump and, yeah. Right. Right. But still... They chose to parallel that. It's not, that's not what the creators were thinking when they wrote this. They chose to parallel that because they knew the entire next episode was going to oh, be the Southern no, Raiders. No, that's the beginning the of the Southern Raiders. The entire following episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that's yeah. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like the following they episode. directly yes. choose to showcase these moments of them physically healing and saving each other as a metaphor for the emotional healing that's going on. We haven't talked about the greatest part of the healing for me, which is when she says, I forgive you, and then she oh hugs my gosh. him, and my voice is getting emotional. It's the most beautiful thing. Ah! That was my bra- background for so long on my phone for like two years. Oof. I mean, my background is that famous fan art of them sitting on the dock together, that dock where the hug happens. I had so. that on my computer. <laughs> I had that on my computer for it a while. It is so beautiful, and what makes the moment so endearing to me is also Zuko's surprise. Like, he's initially shocked by the hug, but then he just melts right into it, and he's so happy. I'm trying not, I'm trying not to go into a full Southern Raiders analysis where there's so much healing because we're already, we're gonna do a Southern Raiders right. episode at some point, guys. Once again, so trying, all of these things I'm interconnect. I'm trying not to be like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying not to be like, oh, here's a point in the Southern Raiders, and here's a point in the Southern Raiders, and here's a point in the Southern Raiders. It's such a good Zutara episode, guys. Because it's literally the Zutara episode. Which is, okay, can I just say it's crazy that we can have so many ideas for, and so many analysis for Zutara, when they really only have, I'm trying to think of how many actual episodes they have together where they actually spend time together, and I think it's like six. It's not a whole lot. And we have... No, and we can have this much analysis and depth into their relationship. Think about what could have been! Think about a fourth season. Oh, it's so beautiful. Their characters interact and intertwine so beautifully. 
Oh, I'm gonna have to go read fan fiction after this. I'm gonna have to go scroll through fan art. Did you see... You can cut this out if you want, but if you want everyone else to listen to this, please do. There was a thing on Tumblr. It was an animatic someone made about Katara visiting Zuko in the Fire Nation after his coronation. And they do an animatic where they kiss and they hug, and I'm in love with it. And it's on my Firebender... It's on my... I think it's on my Firebender Frankie page on Tumblr. If it's not, I will go track it down and reblog it, because it should be. So, I'm just letting everyone know that. It's beautiful. Go look at it. Go give the the creator, like, a bunch of reblogs, because it's absolutely I will. I will look into that. I will look for it on Firebender Frankie, because it sounds adorable. And also the real it ending. Might be on my main that account. is the real canon ending in, in my, my heart. Right. It should have been. <laughs> ah! No. Okay. It, I, it's... it's it might be on my main account, so I'm gonna have to go scroll and reblog because I think it might have been before. Just go to Math Post Editor, but we'll see. Okay, help me. Uh, you're gonna have to tell I me will. what that is after. I, I will, but we're off is. track once again. We get okay. too excited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't totally off track. That was like go, go support Zutara fan- fandom content. We must keep the flame alive. <laughs> That tangent was relevant. Okay? Oh my goodness! Maybe, maybe we can just do an entire episode shouting out Dutara artists and fanfic and stuff. You can take the reins oh, on that one. Oh, that'd be one. amazing. Cause no, no, Katie, we could because then we could talk about what each one symbolized. Yes! I'm like seriously. Oh. No, that would work. That would. That be actually a good sounds one. really okay, fun. Oh my we're goodness. We're gonna get back on. T- <laughs> we're gonna get back on topic. Oh gosh, we're horrible. Yeah, people are listening right now, just like, how much of this episode is actually... (laughs) You need to do a disclaimer at the beginning and be like, just so you know, we had to cut this video six times, so please bear with us. And from that moment on, Katara is also able to act as an emotional support to Zuko. Not only giving him, you know, a, a strong relationship and friendship of his own age, which is something the gang in general gives him that he's been missing. You know, maybe outside of May. <laughs> Sorry, was I loud about my disgust? <laughs> we'll be doing an episode on Mako. Don't worry. <laughs> Do not worry. Uh, that's not hate against. That's not hate against May. Please don't take it that you way. You may not hear my voice in that episode. It may just be Frankie going on a rant for 40 minutes. Ah. Oh, I could. Again, not against May. She's a great character. But the point is, he hasn't had many good relationships with people his age. So on that basic level, it's really important to him. And also... Oh, he's had almost none. Zuko, who... He's had almost no peer yeah, interaction. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then from that moment on... Katara is able to step up the way Zuko did for her and offer him camaraderie. It kind of almost, frankly, I don't even want to necessarily call it friendship. It has this unconditional quality to it, their bond. The character growth and development between Zuko staying... Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plot this out for you guys. Zuko, one. Zuko staying... Calm when Zutara, when Katara is talking to him in the cave, attacking him. Zuko staying calm, one. Two, Katara then helping Zuko because she sees a different side of him. That's character development for Zuko. And then she can't heal him because he still needs more character development. So they break away from that. Give it time. They come back. Zuko is now developed as a character. He's 
a very well-rounded character. Zuko then helps Katara, who he couldn't help in the cave fully. He started to help her, but he couldn't fully because he himself wasn't healed enough. Bring it to this moment where he is healed. He's healed himself, and he can help to heal her. And after she hugs him, she can then help to heal him as well. And it's very, it's just all of it. It's all of it. The character development it takes for it to happen on both sides is amazing. And uh, you have to kind of sit down and think about it to really grasp all of it. And on that note, I think that's a beautiful place to leave off. A summary of really... With just my ramblings. Yeah, well, no, you just kind of summarized the entire episode of actual discussion we've had minus the tangents in, like, less than a minute. So there you go. Throughout the entire series following that cave scene, they heal each other, both metaphorically, emotionally, physically. They heal each other and they save each other. And it's beautiful. Zuko is able to step up and bond with Katara over shared traumas. He understands what it's like to lose a parent, a mother, due to this war. Mm-hmm. He knows what it's like to feel an immense guilt over that loss. Their mother, too, left protecting Zuko, just as Katara's mother left protecting her. And Katara is able to step up and really be a kind of counselor. She is gifted in talking about emotions and helping people through those emotional blocks while kind of ignoring her own, which is a whole a whole other part of Katara's psychology. But But Zuko Zuko helps her with that too, so don't even start. But Zuko, who outside of Iroh has had such a hard time being open about his emotions and discussing what happened to him, Katara is able to open that door for him. And who has had very little peer interaction, so that's going to be hard for him anyway to relate to other kids. Right, exactly. And there's only a two-year difference, which... Which is... Which is different when it's... We're doing a whole episode on the age boy. gap, okay? <laughs> I'm not... I I know. I, I had to just... You said it's only a two-year difference, and I already heard the, the Katang fandom like, Aha! You said it's only a two-year... Yeah, because it's a different type of difference. Okay, I'm done. A 14-year-old girl being partnered <laughs> with a boy... Who is two years older than uh, her, also around high school age in our modern society, is very different than a 14 year old girl being paired with right. a 12 year old okay. child. <laughs> okay. If you are a Katang shipper listening to this, first of all, I don't know why you would be, but. <laughs> You're just looking to be upset. You, you look are... at the title of this, no. In all seriousness, like. If you are, if you are listening to this and you ship Katang or you were once a Katang shipper, one, I'm no, I don't have anything same, against you same. personally. I just um, disagree. Very passionately. Yeah, I just don't agree. I disagree. Very passionately. I don't have anything against you. I don't have anything really against Katang. I just don't agree with it. But two, if you're you're not listening to this, obviously, if you're Katang, if you're a Katang, we're talking shipper, to an empty um, room here. <laughs> and if you are, just uh, no disrespect, no disrespect. But you came here looking to get mad exactly, at something. Exactly. You need to leave. You need to leave. It's literally called a Zutara <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you need to get out. Uh, okay, okay. No, no, you don't need to get out. I think it's time to end it, because now... <laughs>
in, in all seriousness, you d- you don't need to get out. You are welcome here. Um, we just we just oh, find yeah, it a touch. You are. We I just, just find it a touch ironic that you would be interested in listening. I don't to this. know why you'd be giving yourself this sort of emotional pain. I would never listen to a Me cocaine neither. podcast. I'd I'd <laughs> die. Oh, okay, we're off on another. We definitely candy, are. But this one, for for comical purposes, that one needs to uh, stay. It definitely in. does. <laughs> and on that note, that is all we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening, and happy Zutara shipping. See you next week, guys. <laughs>